Of the trickway, that's Grey Gamer. I'm train spotting Trev. Trev, whatever you want to call me. Um, it's got a bit confused here. Grey's excited about this episode, but we're not going to tell you why. We want to save it into the oh. point. So, my as well, actually. In fact, our score's a little bit higher because of someone that appears. So, um, and it's safe to say you're excited about this one, Grey, in general. Oh, yeah. If you take away this character, it was a good episode for you, anyway. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, this. The, luckily, they've, they've, with the exception of the one singing one, it, they've kind of had some strong episodes towards the end, yeah. uh, which has been good. Uh, I just can't believe it's ten episodes and the season's over. I'm like, what? Well, that's when you have a couple <laughs> of shit episodes. That's what it. That, that's what that was part yeah. of our rant before. Yeah. Don't give us crap episodes because we don't get much trek. You know. So. Yeah. It's just yeah. And it's um, the way of the world now. Nothing's going to go beyond twelve, you know, ten, twelve tops. You know, true. I mean, the only thing that I saw recently was was rare. It was uh, what was it? Daredevil by Marvel supposed to go eighteen episodes? Yeah, that, but that's, that's like that's, that's like extremely rare for this. You know, it's going to be split into two seasons, a bit like they done with Prodigy, or no, course, no, what, like, one season, but like one point five, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. Of course, of course, of they course are. Do of course, that. they are. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, actually, um, before we start this episode, I'll get the the, the paperwork out of the way because, uh, as well as finding the Trekway and all the the YouTubes and the podcast platforms where you get them, we're on the Twitter at the Trekway as well. And a, an extra special plug for Grey uh, Grey's Pod, which is Grey's Green Room, that will be back next week. We're a uh, couple of reasons, just personal reasons, our lives. We had to take a longer break, and there's not been as much to talk about, but. All the stuff in the Hollywood strikes at the moment and the writer strikes, uh, writer and actor strikes, we want to talk about that and some things we have been watching. And one of the things I'll be talking about is why Star Trek is not as good because of the shorter seasons. And it was something Michelle heard, uh, Rafi uh, Musica said that actually hit home to me, but I will, I'll save that mm-hmm. for next week. So that's why you need to download Gray's pod when it comes out and it's he's he's like me youtube uh, gray's green room uh podcast gray's green room and twitter uh, gray's green room um and sometimes when we can when our private lives are not escaping from us we do a gaming pod where our friend colleague uh, nick at extreme pc uk under all the same platforms as well so hopefully we get back next week for that one but um and remember look down below for all the links to everything we're telling you they're all there they're all there and uh, i always have them in my about section as well so but yeah let, let's kick off anyway so this is um mm-hmm. this is the finale and it was a good one um it's season two episode 10 called homogeny am i pronouncing that right i think yeah I think so. Although it so. kind of sounds weird. It sounds like mayonnaise or something. It's just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it means. But... It's like it's like a it's like a it's a it's a recipe for something. It's like eh. it does. It does. It sounds like something that you know your, your grandmother would bake for you or something like that. I have no clue. Um, but yeah, we'll kick some off hag- some haggis. No, no, no. Hag- no. Well, haggis starts with H. It does. No? It does. Yeah. It would taste yeah. a lot better than that. Um, that it is linked to something in the episode. Um, it, they don't yeah. just put titles down for for nothing, but it is linked to something. So yeah, um, we knew this episode was coming for a while, Gray. Uh, they kept teasing yeah. it for ages, but people were complaining there wasn't enough of a a build up to it because we got like one of the early episodes with uh, Admiral April looking at you know the possible issue with the Gorn on the chart, and then you heard right. next to nothing. From then until now, would you have preferred a little bit of a build-up to it? I know it's serial. Yeah, I think I would have. I think I would have done it. It would. It wouldn't necessarily have to take an entire episode, but there should have been something a little more, you know, Easter egg dropping. Uh, besides that one that we saw yep. here and there, I think would have been good. Like some some conversation maybe between Pike and and the Admiral again later in the season, and yep. they're saying you know something like the the Gorn have been getting aggressive lately, la la la, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that that would that would kind of make more sense. I I get the idea. That, you know, they want to be episodic, but they are, they do toy with some overarching. So if you're going to do that, then at least name drop here and there, and, you yes. know, a little more than you are. We like a name drop. We like that. So I mean, it's nod. a bit nitpicky, but it's just 
you know, it's something I I would do if I was the writer. But you know. yeah, I wouldn't take points off for that. Certainly not. But yeah, it yeah. Would, would have been handy. Um, but yeah, um, and I also but thought, we will take points off for singing. So if they sing again, <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is very true. Actually, that <laughs> they'll get no points. Um, now I was going to say some people were saying Gray that we were hoping this episode would have been longer just because mm. of what's happened in the past, some episodes not being as great and not getting a build-up. But I knew that wouldn't be the case, and yet it's a, it's a cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, sure. Anyway, yeah. I mean, when you're about, you're about halfway into this episode, you already knew. I didn't. The There's just no... I could just see the way things were developing. They weren't developing fast enough, and I knew that if they, by midpoint, they would have to rush, 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 rush to really get to a, to an answer, and I didn't want them to rush. Yeah, but shows do that so all I, the time. That's the point. Yeah, but it, but this would have been way too much because so much was going on. So I just knew that they had. Plus, let's put it this way: we know that everyone, you know, typically loves to end on a on a cliffhanger because it gets your audience to tune into that next episode of the next season. Now, the only bummer is, of course, if you, unless you guys have been hiding under a rock lately, uh, there's been a writer and actor strike uh, going on for quite a while in fact the writer strike is already into its fourth month i think um and the actors are in their second month or whatever so everything's being pushed down 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 as far as anything new coming and it it it's already been affecting everything and if you then and the bummer here is that by the time they get to season three of strange new worlds uh people i'm really t- sorry to tell you this but it's probably going to be end of 2024 maybe even as late as the beginning of 2025. And I'm sitting there going like, no. Yeah. Do we have to wait that long. Well, look at the positive side of it. It means you finally have to watch Battlestar Galactica. So, Yeah, believe me, I'll be pulling every rabbit out of the hat to watch because <laughs> there's not going to be much to see. I mean, there's so I, I have a long list of shows that I like to keep up with, generally speaking. Yeah. None of them are going to come back on at the right time, so I'm going to go, mm, yeah. There's not many coming on I'm looking forward to. Maybe a, a Ahsoka from Star Wars, that's about it, but... Yeah, there's yeah, a couple, a you're right, there's a couple of new things coming up, but still. But but for us Trek fans, it's, that's going to be killed. Well, I, and that's the other thing, they're going to only do two, uh, they're only going to probably rumor to be doing two uh, shows, two Star Trek shows a year. Um, with a third maybe being on like a prodigy being sold to Prime or something like that. So mm. you, they're cutting down. So if you have ideas for specials and things in Star Trek you, you want us to talk about, please do. We can review old episodes it's kind of, again. It's kind of funny though because one of the shows that I originally didn't think would make it this far uh, was Lower Decks, and yet Lower Decks is is already going to be running. Yeah, it's already running into its third season, right? I think coming up. Yeah. Uh, no. Starting in yeah. September. Third, so, was it fourth? I don't know, actually. I forget now whether it's third or fourth. I'll find out. Um, so the good thing is, well, good and bad, is that after this this show that we're doing now, it's going into uh, the fourth. there's four weeks until we get uh, you know, Lower Decks. But Which is as not too bad. Trev and I were talking a little off the air, we'll definitely try to squeeze some specials. We've already got ideas for a couple, so you'll yeah. still see us. Yeah, I, I I done this before, Gray, and you, you just you totally missed your cue. I done this and everything, and you just fell asleep. So oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, do you it were, again. You were, you were too, no, you'd have to do it. By come yourself. on, come on, you could do it. Come on, one more time. Come, come on. on! <laughs> this was a present from a friend, a dear friend, and Joyce, if you're no, watching, that, I, thank I, you. I love that shirt. I saw that shirt online. I was looking at buying it, maybe, and I just I didn't at the time. But that's a really nice shirt. And, the reason why that's nice is because a lot of times they only do the you know the small logo like picture. This thing is like full length. I yeah, mean, Jesus, yeah, but they need, they need Jim going like this. They need Jim standing. They, yeah, somewhere right in the so. corner with that. Um, but yeah, so listen, we've been waffling for too long. We better kick off there because there'll be more waffling to come for sure. Um, that's true. So yeah, no, I'm excited to talk about this one. Um, uh, rumors were that Captain Patel could be killed off in this, right? Uh, and we start off with her uh, on the colony planet, which we see from the teaser trailer earlier on in the season, Grey, with that Gorn mothership, which we don't get a proper yeah. look at, by the way. So that's why I call uh, uh, Starship teasing, because yeah. you see yeah. a little bit of it. I wanted to see it properly, because I like Starships. Um, yeah, I guess they're kind of like, you know, slow reveal. We're going to get it more next season. I hope so. Yes, that's but the plan. It did look kind of cool. It looked kind of 
almost like a alien like a, ship, like a blue, <laughs> no, like a blue whale, you know, with the weird looking mouth thing. It was oh, really strange looking. I mean, you must have saw more of it than I. I saw like the edge of the wings or something. That was about it. But yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> what I found amusing, although they don't sing, thankfully, there was a little, when, when Patel was on the planet, or the colony planet, speaking to Pike on Enterprise, there was a little, uh, you know, how are you guys doing? And Pike's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm not burst out into song recently so that's always good so i like that little nod just making yeah. fun of themselves but that's all you're allowed to say and we move on we never ever sing again <laughs> yeah it was good oh and i apologize guys if the if gray goes a little bit still or the audio cuts out it's probably on my end there's so many tourists in edinburgh at the moment it's let me let me throw everybody <sighs> off god <laughs> you're not helping um <laughs> what what I found what I found interesting was uh, when when Pike and Patel are speaking to each other, the signal starts to get a bit flaky, you know. And I'm thinking like someone's not paid their mobile phone or their cell bill recently, <laughs> you know. Um, but these things are crystal clear in the future, so you're thinking something's up. Oh, oh, it's getting worse and worse, and then it gets cut out. And I knew it was coming as soon as that bit happened, man. I knew the shit was about to hit the fan. Um, and it does get cut off immediately uh, as we see a shuttlecraft just flying through the sky, like crashing, yeah. smoke coming off it. Someone's trying to control, crash the ship. We find out who that crash is later on. Yeah. Thank you. That's a better way of saying it, Chris. That was, that was actually a good scene. It was a scary one, too, because like everybody's going like, what's going on? This thing's almost crashing. And Patel's going like, oh, boy, you know, is that one of my crew or something? What's going on? Yeah, and then little do we know that the bigger scene was coming up next, and it's just like what? <laughs> yeah, that that you you do see the Gorn ship it coming out. Think of um, uh Independence Day, the movie where where, where uh, yeah. the, the alien ship is is so big and it's trying to slow down, so, but it's still going so fast that it literally affects its own weather around it and it pushes clouds out the way. So you've got the clouds. Yeah surrounding the ship and you don't see all of the Gorn mothership but it, it looks and it came down really low you don't really get that yeah, from starships very low. Um, but that was cool that was really really cool um, the Patel ship the Kyoga I thought I'd actually write that down because it's pronounced many times throughout the episode and I had no, no clue how to spell it until I went to find out is, do we know what that's is that is that a, a word or a place in America Gray that I need to know about I, I think it is I didn't look it up but yeah a lot of times it's things like that from literature or actual places. and Yeah, often you know, it is. Often it is. Um, uh, so the Kyoga sends out uh, an emergency hail. And the look in Pike's face when he hears this on Enterprise, man, he literally, like, he, he would have had the kids in his arms and he would have dropped them. He, he, he gave no shit. He was genuinely concerned. Obviously, best speed to... I was going to say best speed to Genesis. Sorry, I, I've been watching a bit of old <laughs> Star Trek movies recently. Um... Best speed to the colony planet to Ortega, uh, who books it and gets there, uh, and then when they come out of warp, wow, great! This was this was a bit surreal. We we saw this briefly in the trailer, but until you see it in the episode, you saw, and I assumed straight away what it was. Rightly so, it was the Kyogre's hull. It would right. it was absolutely battered, like almost to the level of when. Uh, Kirk uh, crashes, not crashes, he sends the original Enterprise to its doom. Uh, it was the original yeah. Enterprise, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So, the end of Star Trek 3. And I just thought, like, how is this, this species able to do so much damage to what's supposed to be the most advanced ship in the fleet? But then we know very little about the Gorn, do we, at this mm -hmm. stage? So... Maybe that's normal? Were, were you shocked what you saw? Did you think that's a bit... They got um, a bit too much of a I pasting? I don't know if I was that shocked, only because we don't know exactly what happened. But if it was the mothership, and that mothership was awfully large. True. So if the mothership, another ship attacked it, I'm assuming it would attack it together with a whole bunch of fighters. And it would have been taken by surprise and, you know, not going to last long without the cavalry. So That's true, because later on you do see the small ships attack Enterprise. And while it's taking some damage, it's not getting destroyed far from it. So you're right, it's probably a mothership job that, that absolutely smashes it up. Um 
So yeah, I knew straight away it was a Kyoga, and I thought, oh, oh, here we go. Um, what was pretty cool was this is like a a predatory kind of species, so yeah. they do things to stop their prey escaping. Essentially, they put signal jamming in effect for comms or transporters. Uh, I think they were the main two things, wasn't it? Comms and transporters were down because of this transponder thing that was in the middle of the right. planet. You couldn't get to it. You couldn't do anything. So, yeah, a little bit shocked by that. Um, did you find it a little bit weird, Gray, when you saw uh, the image? So when they, they sent an image, uh, the Gorn, to Starfleet, because I don't know if they can even communicate in the way you and I know. Like We saw them in the last season, and they use, use pulses of light to talk to each other. So comms might be an issue. Um, ignore the ambulance going past people. Uh, I it's really, corn. I really need to get a stream deck so I can mute my mic easily. Um, <laughs> uh, just go like, just go like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, one thing, the, the downside of having a mic that's a little bit older than the last one, um, yeah, was the the you thought you were getting a hail from the Gorn to Starfleet, uh, but you weren't. They literally just sent a, 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 an image, which was forwarded on from Starfleet to to the Enterprise. And it was literally the borders that they'd drawn up. And the borders between where the Federation and their space were meant that they couldn't get to the planet. And that's convenient. Right. You take it over and then you put the border. And April was obviously, <laughs> you're not allowed to go down. You're not allowed to go and do anything. We do not want to provoke another war after the Klingon War. And I thought that was a bit... I mean, maybe that's how the only way they know how to communicate. But I thought that was a bit... This is our borders, like no negotiation. They just they just tell you where their borders are and that's it. I don't know. Well, the only thing that I thought was kind of a little odd was was I can understand them trying to say where their borders are, but you would have thought that Starfleet would have said something like, Would you just draw this up today? You know, I mean I would think they would have been <laughs> I mean, seriously, I would have been a little more of a stink and just said, like, I mean, where'd you determine this one? I mean, you know, yeah. but but again, but but again, of course, they, I, I get it. They didn't want to start into a war, you know, coming off another war, and especially since they don't know tons about the Gorn either. They're just discovering things. Exactly. Um, so, so I can excuse that. But I did, I did think they would have said a little something. I would have loved to have seen Pike just say, "What they draw it up today?" That would have been great. What was that? Was that drawn by a five-year-old with crayons? Like, come on, man! How they do this? <laughs> they were using. They were. You were obviously using MS Paint, clearly. Um, but yeah, so uh, they can't technically go down and, and save their, uh, right. the, the rest of the Kyogre's crew. But of course they're going to go down. We knew, we knew that would happen. They've got to figure out something, right. Yeah. And Pike does the usual, uh, I won't order you to do this, but they're a loyal crew and they all volunteer like suckers. They are. They just love death, I think. Um, and they all agree to go down. Um, now... Pike has a little sneaky trick up his sleeve, though, Gray, and this is what I was, I'd mentioned here before, but you've got a piece mm. on as well, that he has a little trick to try and help the fight because the normal phasers don't work so well in the guard because of their, their shielding and whatnot. Several shots, you need to get at least a clear headshot, so you need something with a bit more oomph. Hence, Pike asked the transporter chief to... Trans internal transporters are working, which is handy. Um, to transport a special package he's got to the ready room and he does and he opens it up and it's basically a pulse phaser rifle but they just call them phaser rifles and I was like I don't remember seeing this too often in TOS and then I asked Gray about it and it's not such a big thing is it Gray? Well the, the, the TO, in TOS we only saw the phaser rifle once and once only and that was in the first episode that James E. Kirk popped up in which came after the cage, um, which is kind of ironic because the cage being, you know, Pike. Anyway, the first episode with Kirk was where no man has gone before, and you see him holding a phaser rifle. Now, that was it. The rest of TOS, you never, ever saw a phaser rifle again. And then the only time we ever saw one after TOS was we did see it sporadically in Deep Space Nine and in Voyager, etc. Not, not Voyager, many times. Voyager used it a bit more than other series, I think. Yeah. So it's not that it doesn't exist. It's just that, but in terms of TOS, you just you just didn't see it. The hand, first of all, I'm sure some of it because of cost, and the other the other it's part a of it too, probably it's a problem. It's it a doesn't pro cost that much. 
And that that phaser rifle that they did have in TOS was, it it looked more like a Nerf gun. So like, (laughs) I mean, it could have come up with something a little better. But a Nerf gun, right, man? Those those things, those Nerfs, when they hit you in the eye, man, it's sore, it's painful, it does the damage. Right. So I thought that's that's, a bit that. (laughs) Yeah, but Um, that but that's where you know, as far as Star Trek is concerned, it never was seen after that in TOS. But then we started seeing it coming back mm. which makes sense they, okay. they got to have other weapons the thing that i thought was kind of cool in this though is that they specifically were working on these weapons on what they availably knew, knew about the gorn and of course you know none of this was mentioned in tos so we have these <laughs> weapons that are now transphasic or whatever and it's adjusted to their shields and it packs more of a punch to their physiology blah 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 mm. so which is good i mean that would make sense i mean you need something to be a little bit better than what you god that works yeah true yeah, only, so, only so, tickles them. yeah <laughs> so, um, so i was glad to see that and, and of course it's it's a nice jet black color just like their black ops yeah, uniforms and <laughs> you know they didn't want to make it a yes i was kind of trouble yeah. for gray for never showing it enough so there you go now if you're not seeing this uh you have to go to youtube to see this if you're and listening it, to and it and there's gray's one and there's gray's green yeah see so and there's a, a, yeah, a 50th okay. special of the original crew. Well, I got to start breaking out all my other cups now. No, not yet. <laughs> um, so it was interesting about the the phaser rifle because it, it it does mean business uh, that thing, yeah. and it was cool to actually see its origins there because of the Gorn. Because the original, but they did have a uh, they did also have a couple of grenades though. They those oh yeah, round, uh, round balls or whatever. Uh, what, it was. what were they called again? Ah, begins with an N. Yeah, I don't remember, but I remember them throwing them and they were effective. Neutron grenades or something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That they were that were effective apparently. Um, so yeah, no, that was interesting. Great, thank you for mentioning that. Um, to get down to uh, the the. The planet they have to be sneaky and they can't be seen of course they're not allowed to cross the the border technically so they plan to pretend to be a bit of the Kyoga uh, debris which works actually beautifully um although i'm surprised they didn't coast it in until closer because you still saw the engines on the impulse engines gray and i'm yeah. surprised that wasn't a bit of a giveaway like get your orientation right and then turn everything off but they didn't do that just a little bit of power and then the bit we saw again in the teaser trailer for the season, or the season uh, trailer, should I say, was the bit where they literally go into the planet and they start plummeting down. And that's yep. where Pike's looking like he's shitting himself. And uh, he's asking Ortega, do you plan to turn the engines on anytime soon? She's like, no, no, I need to get really low to avoid being seen. And he just... <laughs> I was expecting that the cheeks to start folding back as yeah. if you know it was like G proper G force. Um, well, the, the good thing, the good thing <laughs> is, I'm glad that they did that scene because it explained it a little better to us. Because originally, I'm going like, "You're a test pilot. What is this? What's the problem?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but now, I, but now it made more context, and you notice that it wasn't just Pike though. Everybody was looking pretty white. I mean, Mbenga's like, eh, and then the others are going like, "Whoa!" And they're all there wiping sweat like this in their brow. She, and... she, she done. She loved it. Oh yeah, no, that was her. She said, weren't you a test pilot? And he said, yes, but I, I was a test pilot at light speed. You are, this is why you're one of the best pilots, because you are the OG test pilot, really. Yeah, he was going, he was going, you're definitely born for this. <laughs> <laughs> and in the nick of time, they, they fly up, of course, they don't crash. And, and I, I did think the effect was pretty nice, because as they're come screaming down and the engines aren't turned on, you see them disappear like over a ridge. So at the rate that they're going, I mean, you definitely do know how to got to know how to fly because all of a sudden you see it zoom up over the uh, the brush, and that was a great shot. So it's just like you can imagine what was happening. They were just popping the engines at the last second. Woo. And technically, they probably even then shouldn't really survive. But of course, we we nitpick there the speed they were going at the angle to pull up. You'd have no neck probably left afterwards. Um, well. But they saved the it day. Could been, it could also have been a hill like this where they were coming up. We, you know, exactly. We, we don't know what was under. We, we don't know what was behind that ridge. Um, Either way, it was some great fancy flying. So it was. It was. She she did save the day. Um, so Pike. So the away team is uh, Pike, Lan, Ortega, and Benga, I believe. Uh, and I noticed they're wearing their cool black ops gear. I like this. See, so you see Pike yeah. in the black ops gear, he just looks badass, man. 
I don't know why they wear. I mean, is it armor or something? Is that you can take a shot? Oh, or two? I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Because if it's just and, and, because and, and it looks nice cool, thing, then. Well, the nice thing is it's more realistic because again, because of cost. When you go to the original TOS, when some of those missions that they partake in in TOS, they should have been wearing stuff like that, and yet they just wear their shirt <laughs> with no protection. Yeah. So it really yeah. makes sense. You're going to wear something that's got some kind of armor to it, you know, so you don't get killed right away. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, total totally makes sense. So I'm glad, I was glad to see that. The new phaser rifles work as they kill uh, a Gorn youngling, um, smash it up pretty good, but that's just a youngling that doesn't have the, the same kind of shielding really at this stage, so uh, it, was, mm -hmm. it was killed pretty easily. Um, and then as they go in a little, we see this when they're looking through the, the buildings for the, the Kyoga crew, they go into one and they get stuck behind a force field. And I'm wait, thinking... wait, before, but let's, let's preface that though. They were looking at their tricorder and said that there was human sounds. Yeah, that sounds so why they figured, for them. So they figured there had to be, it was a clear indication of humans. And so when they get over there to see where the humans are, this guy picks up a piece of the, whatever, whatever it was, and he goes, I don't know what this thing is, but this is what's been doing all the, the, uh, the human sounds and stuff and drove us to the spot. Yeah, and then as soon thing. as they said that, as soon as is they said a... that, bzz, the horse fields come up. And they're stuck. And they're stuck inside. They're like, what? It was almost like a trap that they should have seen coming, but didn't really. And it's probably because the man that set it is a bit of a genius. Uh, who, who, who's the man that popped up uh, that, that, that's, that's kind of let them out of the jail cell? Montgomery Scott. That's his best Scottish impression. <laughs> you like my we'll, accent? We'll give him 6 out of 10 for that. Um, yeah, Scotty's, Scotty was here. Uh, I don't know if we, did we hear him before we saw him? No, we saw him before we heard him. That's right, yeah. Because he popped around the corner like, what's going on there? And then that's when he started talking. Um, and I'll be honest with you, um, I really didn't know who this guy was. I don't think he's a big actor here. He is Scottish. Uh, Martin Quinn's his name. Been in several things here at least, but um, I guess they just picked someone OG to do this just for a change. Um, and this little device was generated by Scotty himself and introduces himself. Uh, and he says, he uses a couple of more Scottish words than say even James Stone used. Um, he said this little cool wee device he's got uh, that he's set up all by himself. Um, and he comes from a research ship called the Star Diver because they thought yeah. he was part of the Cowga crew. He's not. Uh, he was nearby when the, when the Gorn attacked and it was his shuttle that went bombing down, really. So I thought that was interesting. Um, did you notice, Gray, that... Uh, this is weird. He introduces himself as Lieutenant, not Lieutenant, as most people would mm -hmm. say, right? And mm -hmm. I hear that often in the British Army ranks, right? I hear that, Lieutenant, such and such. Um, and I think it's a British thing. But... Laan, I don't know if her character is supposed to be from the UK, but let's assume she is because, you know, the accent the and all accent. that. Yeah. She says lieutenant. So I'm really confused, man. There's a little nitpick there. Keep keep it the same, like you know, you can keep your regional words. That's fine. That's what makes it unique. Um, and he's a bit intimidated because everyone introduces themselves, and at this stage, most of them are lieutenants. And he just goes, wow, that's a lot of lieutenants there. So he was a little bit out of his depth, a little bit raw, raw Scotty, you know. Um, how happy were you to see Scotty? And, and what do you think so far? Is it a bit too much? Is it too early? No, no, not at all. I, I was like really, really happy to see Scotty. I was thinking we might have seen him sooner, sooner um, but we didn't. So I was always hoping that some point we would. And they kept that pretty secret, and they didn't put Scotty in the season trailer. Mm-hmm. So really, not many people knew this was going to happen, and they just they just they kept it pretty good secret and popped it up. But no, I was extremely happy as soon as I started hearing the accent. I'm going like, "There's only one," <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there he is. And what I really liked about it is they really stuck to the or they were they were forming the the miracle worker that Scotty was known to be 
in his career that he could do a lot of different things and cobble stuff together and nobody understood how it would work and blah 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 yeah and they started he started it very early because basically these go he he just goes like yeah i put this thing together and to mimic you know human sounds and built the cage and they're all just going he made it sound easy though a- he made it sound easy though he was like ah right. yeah I made, I made it and out of spare parts and it didn't take long yeah pretty easy <laughs> what yeah and i <laughs> and i loved it it was great he's just going like you know i know how to do this shit that's you know it's just whatever and they're all looking at each other going like you built this out of just the stuff around here like yeah you know and i'm just like yes that's it miracle worker <laughs> miracle worker indeed um it was good i was to so see i was just yeah i was just so happy and, and everything and the thing i really liked was that uh now we're gonna i would assume we're gonna hear a little more about the the backstory of of a uh, scotty as a character mm. um i really think of james doing was and i've interviewed him and i knew him so if he was around now i think he would be very proud i think he would really think this is pretty cool um yeah. and i really think the way they handled the actor he would have liked very much so so that was all really cool too you know, he's very much in character, and I think he was able to bring the character to life in a, in the in the proper way. Yeah, so that was cool. I would like because to... like I, I may, maybe me more than others, but because I was raised in TOS, I'm I'm real uh, protective of my of what I consider to be my care. Oops, my characters. So I don't want anybody to screw around with them as too much if if possible, because that would get me nuts. So yeah. I think they they really and they've been very good in this series. I'm repaying the proper respect to uh, to reintroducing the old the, the older characters before they got on the Enterprise. So that's good. This is true. Um, good to hear. As long as they do it the right way, and I would like to hear if there was. Um, I'll try and search for this after. If there's any interviews with the actor about what he thought about this, that would be great to hear because um, there, there will must- be now. <laughs> He would have been obviously thrilled to to take this part, and as any decent sure. actor worth their salt, they would do a little bit of research into it. So he obviously wants to, I'd imagine, pay homage to James Dune's character, but obviously make sure. it his own at the same time. So uh, we'll report back if we hear anything decent on that one. Um, so yeah, really, really cool to see the miracle worker himself back. Uh, not back to begin with. Um, and like I said before, it turned out that they do find Battelle afterwards uh, in a nearby place. Uh, her and a small number of her crew have survived. They have basically just locked themselves up uh, in a little shop or something. Um, and Scotty and his genius is continuing to protect them all. He has built another device. I don't know if it's the same device or another device. No, it was a different one. Different device. This one hides yeah. them from the Gorn, which was brilliant. So the this miracle t- number two. He number just keeps two. going this guy, <laughs> from stuff that he's cobbled together, man. You know what I mean? Um, he uses. And the funny thing is, he again he talks very like you know, yeah, you know, I, like I it just was saw how they were talking to each other, and I just figured out a way that we could hide from them based on how they do. It. He just, you know, goes along and builds something. <laughs> it makes it sound like it was nothing. And that's maybe just him being humble. I, I don't know, but he um he basically it's similar tech that the Goran used to talk to one another. He uses that same technology to hide from them. So as Grace says, miracle number two. Uh oh yeah, and I did forget to mention as well that earlier in the episode, um, Nurse Chapel does beam back to the Cayuga. And Grace says that she did, Jim. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we'll find that out shortly. Yeah, I forgot she did. She was she be- she was beaming up. And she was speaking to Patel on the planet. So, uh, yeah, is she dead or not? We don't know. But and, and you know they don't have a problem killing off main characters. Uh, strange in the world. Rest in peace, Emma. She is. But we know she's not dying. So, <laughs> true. Uh, but yeah, uh, we <laughs> this th- this was amusing. We do get a, a funny comment from uh, Pelia to, to Una about giving her an A+, plus, um, as she suggests uh, using the Kyogre's hull to smash into the planet uh, to destroy the device that's blocking everything at the moment. And it was hilarious, great because she said, like, if you'd gave me an answer like that back in the day, I would have gave you an A+. Plus. And I could just imagine <laughs> uh, Una just going... Boiling up inside, going this bloody professor of mine. I don't outrank you. You're going in the brig for a week. Um, well, she def- she definitely gave her a quick stare. <laughs> she though. gave her an she evil, didn't like... she? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that was cute. But, but it is a great plan. They, they, 
the the Gorn do not react to uh, debris as most people wouldn't. So let's find a way to get the, the half of that saucer section left into that device or into the planet to destroy that device. Then we can beam everyone up. It was a good plan. Um, and while it's a Hurza idea originally, um, nah, it's sooner that kind of plans it out. So well, credit where credit's due. Apparently, though, Gray um, Spock's the only man to be able to carry this one out. Um, he's going to put rockets on the Kyogre's hull to to direct it in the right direction, uh, and apparently no human can do it. I was a bit offended by that. I was a bit, uh, what is it when you're uh, you when you're racist against different species? Not uh, big yet. Seno, yeah, uh, something. Yeah, yeah, you know I what I mean. Yet. You know what I mean. I was yeah. thinking, really, Spock, really, why is that? Because you're stronger. You don't need to be stronger to put bloody rockets on a hull. And there's plenty of other science officers on that ship as well. That's basically <laughs> what Gray just said by doing these notes. So, um, Gray, will you? That that that, that peed me off just a tiny little bit. Well, like, right, and I thought they could have explained it a little better. Like, you know, I, I understand that he may have a greater knowledge of the of what he's what needs to be done. He obviously has more strength and endurance, which fine, that works too. Um, but they should have explained it a little better. They just kind of dropped it, like, and then just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Well, yeah. eh, that's one of the nitpicks that I didn't like because they should have said something like, you know, like in the past, even even on TOS episodes, they would say that, you know, such and such is box expertise because it is, yeah, and you clearly know it is, and yeah. of course that's why he's meant for the job. So here they didn't even give any explanation. I'm the man to do it, like, and they just all assume, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, let us like. Well, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. Next scene, but that that knocks it down a little bit though, because it could have been a higher score. Uh, that just because that was a, that was pretty blatant. I mean, you really just you felt the same way I did immediately. And if you and I felt like that, definitely a lot of other people were yeah, going like, scratching scratch her head going like... It, it was too late. It was lazy. It was lazy is what it yeah, was. Um, exactly. So, yeah, like, Spock's making his way over to... Uh, very, the way he makes his way across to um, the Kyogre's hall was very Tom Cruise Mission Impossible-esque. He was just, like, gliding over, like, really cool, just not breaking a sweat. Um, and then the next scene, we literally have... Chapel waking up on what's some part of the hull that survived, um, and she's under a bit of debris, and the the air's about to run out, and there's multiple warnings. I felt I would feel it turn around at this stage. It was constant that warning, Gray. I I would feel I'm, it turning around and going, Alexa, please stop notifications or whatever the Starfleet right. equivalent of Alexa is. Stop it. Like, Mute. I know that already. Shut up. <laughs> I know. I'm struggling <laughs> to breathe. Um, but yeah, obviously she's in a. They do mention before there's a tiny chance that she could be alive or other people because it could be pockets of air. And to be fair, these starships are built so well, future technology and whatnot, that there's bulkheads, there's force fields, there's there's life support, emergency life support. So yeah, it's 100% possible. Uh, sure. But she doesn't have much air at all. She basically jerry-rigs some things together, some pipes and whatnot, and it buys her a whole one hour of... Um, uh, life, support, life support, which, which yeah. Eh, yeah. she says she can work with that, and then she sees the Enterprise right outside uh, uh, the window, and she gets a bit excited. So did I actually. I don't know why. Just, I was like, hey, there it is. Uh, and then she gets yeah. her uh, her torch, her flashlight out, and she's and I thought she starts to blink before the light goes out because I think the battery dies. I thought that's genius, but no one's probably going to see it. But it is genius. Let's Morse code bit of SOS. Yeah, the battery dies. So and as she's doing it <laughs> what, this was a nitpick Spock goes right past that one very window I'm sorry it's it's been blown up the ship there's only half of a <laughs> saucer section but see that half yeah. of that saucer section that's probably several blocks wide where I stay at the moment and he goes by that one window the one window <laughs> Well, you know, it's a little poetic license. In the <laughs> I'm running. laughing. I'm not angry. I'm just, it's, it's an epic. It's... However, with the light thing that you said, I know that they, you know, the light dying out was to show, you know, more desperation that she couldn't get the signal off. Yeah. But, but I would have liked to have seen that actually work. Yes, because, same. Genius. Because at first, you, at first you would think that, well, how could it work? I mean, the Enterprise is pretty far away. And it, you know, and how would they really see it? But what, but what people forget is in space, you would see it easier 
than you would on the ground in the surface of a planet. So because there's nothing to block light. Yeah, but you would have to be looking. You'd have to be looking at that exact direction. It's not as if sensors sensors don't pick that up. Right, of course. So So that would have been kind of cool. I think I think they should have left that and as a way to find uh, her. But it's okay. I mean, it's not really a nitpick. It's just something that I think you and I would have done differently. Someone would have to have been, say, for example, on Enterprise in their sonic shower with a nice window and having a shower, sonic shower, looking out. Oh. There's a light over there. We should probably go and investigate. <laughs> but our, our flashlight, it dies anyway, so that wasn't going to happen. And, and even in the 24th, uh, or tw- no, no, wait a minute, 23rd century, Third, whatever they, SOS still stands. It will, it will <laughs> always stand for time because it's uh, it's just it's a true way. I don't know right. SOS, but. Um, so she sees Spock, needs to try and get to him. She slowly starts making her way towards him, but kind of comes around the corner a bit too quick. And sees a gorn, a full... Right, we'll get to this, right? Because this, this is a beefy paragraph from both of us. Mm. Comes around the corner, sees an adult gorn, constantly tapping... Because you hear it, you hear this a command code not accepted, please enter correct command code, over and over again. I feel it's saying, Alexa, again, would you shut up your notifications? Um, it just doesn't work. And I... And she comes around really too quickly, but she backs up slowly. And she looks like she's seen a ghost, like Chapel at this stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there's a couple of things to talk about this scene, Gray. So, and we'll get to the bigger bit after. But the first thing I'm thinking, the corn, right? They're reptile-type mm-hmm. species. They look, they look like something at a Mortal Kombat, actually. Reptile. You know, you've got Sub-Zero, you've <laughs> got Scorpion, you've got Reptile. Yeah. Looks like him but with a suit on, to be fair. And they've got claws. So there's this alien, this reptile alien, with like claws just tapping away. I mean, the intelligence is there, I'm sure it is. Sure. What do you make of the Gorn, mate, right? Because we'll get to the bit about canon in a moment, but I'm thinking, when you see a species like this, normally, now I'm not an expert in evolution, I'm not, but we probably were like little slimy things back in the day before we evolved into... Mm. Such and such apes, and then human beings, right? Or gorillas, should I say? No, was it gorillas? Aye, and then uh, human beings. I wonder why the the gorn look the way they are. That how they've not evolved beyond that? Because normally species will evolve beyond that level to get to a level where they can build a starship. How do you build starships with claws? How do you do half the things that bipedal? You know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm being very sciencey here, but that's part of Star Trek, isn't it? That's why we love science fiction. Well, I mean, I've read enough articles looking at our own planet and our own history, and a lot of people were saying that if the asteroids had not killed off the dinosaurs, that you probably would have had intelligent dinosaurs. Really? Yeah. The evolution would have continued. Because you think about it, it would have been another, you know, what was it, uh, 60, 80 million years later, you know, we start popping up. So if they so if it hadn't destroyed and it went on a natural evolution path, it could have very easily turned into a planet of intelligent dinosaurs. True, that's so, interesting because the the, the, gor- the adult gorn was standing up; it was walking, it is yeah. walking, unlike the young ones that crawl along like dogs. Well, or the cats. adult knew what he was doing because he was tapping on the computer to trust to to get information. So he was there, kind of like on his own black ops mission, to see what kind of information and, he could find, and you know. Do you, do you trying not, to figure it out. Do you not evolve from being a predatory species, though? Do you not evolve from that to... I mean, yeah, the Klingons, you could argue with them that they're a warmongering species, but they don't, like, eat people that I'm aware of, but that you've got the Gorn mm-hmm. who literally lay their eggs uh, in some of their victims and then kill some of the others for for the young and whatnot. And I just think... I, I just thought you would... I thought you would evolve beyond that, but Grey didn't watch all of Star Trek Enterprise, as we know. So... Uh, in the Zindi arc, there was four or five subspecies of the Zindi, and one of the species was actually there were there were uh, amphibious uh, animals. They 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 were mm-hmm. the most intelligent of all of them actually, and they they had starships, but they had they literally most of their stuff was in a big aquatic pool, and they would swim up. And when Archer was beamed up there, they literally beamed them up without any air first time. They went, oh, shit, right, okay, let's uh, put some oxygen into that section. And that was for people, the rest of their own species that weren't uh, the same as them. Uh, so 
I think I've probably answered my own point and question. It's just a little bit strange when you see whales and fish and stuff well, and the, reptiles building starships. It just doesn't... Also, if you remember, um, the original Star Trek lore that we never really saw was that there was a section of the ship that was run by dolphins. And in lower decks, they decided to exploit that, and they show the dolphins doing their thing. Cetaceans, and, cetaceans, uh, cetacean ops. Exactly. So that actually was real, but they, you know, for cost's sake, or maybe, or maybe people wouldn't <laughs> believe it, they never put it in, in the real Trek stuff. But lower decks, to their credit, kind of grabbed onto that, that lord that they found, and they just said, oh, we got to do this, and they did it. Yeah, but so how realistic you is it? How, I mean, uh, uh, we knew it was a part of the Enterprise D. That was a thing. It was, mm-hmm. I think, in a technical manual somewhere it exists. But I think it was dolphins as in for research, uh, whatnot, rather than talking to them and getting the dolphins to pretend they're actual Starfleet officers. I think that's a bit too far-fetched for me. But Lord X oh. is slapstick comedy, so... But see, but but really, so many things could happen. I mean, it's not beyond the realm could. that a dolphin, which is one of the more intelligent creatures in the sea, probably the most intelligent creature in the sea, yeah, couldn't have so. evolved into something like that over a lot of years. You know, awesome, yeah. Hey, that's why I brought it up because I was really curious about it. You know, um, and mm-hmm. this is, we 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 definitely diverge and go into like big science rants like this sometimes. Not always the negative, sometimes positive, but. We of course see, uh, and and I was a bit confused by this, Gray. But you obviously you you've elaborated on it. We see a proper uh, adult Gorn for the first time, and that is against canon, which I wasn't one hundred percent sure. I thought maybe subconsciously it was, but you confirmed obviously it is, and that makes me a little bit upset because why are you screwing with canon? Why? Why? Why was that so difficult that we don't see them? You don't see the Romulans for for a long time. They put the Romulans in Star Trek Enterprise, Grey. You never see a Romulan, though. That's how they get around the canon. But why not yeah. do the same here? Why Why? Why did they do that, Grey? I just think because they'd already opened up a can of worms, and they and they decided that if they were going to mess with canon, they're going to do it for the Gorn because they need that enemy. You know, in, in the original TOS, it was, it was always the Klingons, among other things. Um, you know, in, in the uh, next generation, it was the Borg. Uh, you had to have some big bad, and the big bad in the early days would have been the Gorn. And many, many people have always wondered what the Gorn were all about from that one episode on TOS. I'm not saying I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it, but, if you're, but I guess if you're going to have to screw with canon or go flat out against it like they did here, okay, uh, I, I'll give you a, a you know, do not go to jail card. Uh, this one time because it, it had to be done and it makes sense with the story, I guess. So I'm not, I may not be happy about a crash in canon, but I'm not that upset about it, you know. But yeah, you know, but again, technically it has happened. It's, what would have been funnier is if we saw the adult Gorn and he had the mask on of the Gorn from TOS. Now that would have, that would have been funny as hell. I would have, uh, I would have laughed so hard. That'd have been great. I um. Yeah, I was I was a little bit surprised by that because I kind of thought that, and obviously Grace cleared it up for me that 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 was not supposed to happen yet. Um, they could have easily skirted around that, but like Grace says, I think once you've kind of partially opened the can of worms, you may as well just go ham and and do it all properly. It just doesn't make sense because in the original series when they first encountered the Gorn, I almost expect a horror or something to go, "Oh, Captain Kirk, like watch these guys. We face them back in." Obviously, she didn't because yeah, that yeah. took place before. But in terms of a chronological order, yeah, it, it messes everything up because you're going to sit there and go like, "Well, why didn't later on you her explain that to Kirk?" Use COS. the pulse rifle. Use the rifle. That's what beats them. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's all just kind of like, eh. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't get as too, I don't get too bonkers about stuff like that. Only because, again, I go back to the saying like you and I talked about. And that is that when you're doing new Trek with all the availability you have to all the resources that you have that they didn't have back then, you can't possibly just create the TOS feel and not make it more what it should be and what they couldn't do back then. True. 
know what I'm saying? So so you get the you you get the enterprise that looks a lot like the original episode. Does it look does it look exactly like the enterprise of TOS? No. Does it look a lot like it? Yes. Does it carry the same uh uh emotion? Yes, it does. The inside of the of they they made pretty good care of designing the new enterprise new to us anyway on strange new worlds to keep that retro feel of the original TOS, but you can't make it exact. It's just, you just can't. I don't think it's, it looks very similar to the original enterprise gray. I must admit, I think it looks similar, but I can't say it looks close to it. It doesn't because no. the original enterprise was not different shades of a color. What is the obsession with having different yeah. shades of gray? <laughs> just well, have it a one color. I'm gray. Uh, well, <laughs> we can't have too many grays either. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I hope that I've always said near the end of Strange New Worlds that it gets into a massive battle and at the very, very end um, they go in for Reefa and it comes out a lot closer to the original Enterprise and they come up with some reason. I would totally love that and I would yeah. totally love the last episode for the for it to be the cage again. Do the cage mm. again. Re- just literally do the same rough story so that Pike can have his happy ever ever after before he hands it over to Kirk. That's just or, an old right, version, but or if you're going to do the cage again, you add a little bit of backstory here and there yeah. uh, during that episode so that it is the same but not quite the same. You know, yeah. and that would be cool. I agree with you. I think that'd be nice because then that would be the handoff uh, to if they do it and you know to a TOS. But we're going to save that for a special. So. Yeah, he's got ideas, hasn't he? Which hasn't fully told me about, so I might have ruined them for him. Um, no, no. So yeah, uh, back to the episode. Um, Scotty has the, I think it's the same same kind of device it uses to hide from the the, the Gorn on his shuttle. Um, so they literally all have to go. Well, not all of them. I think it's uh, who was it? It was Laan and Ike. That right. go with him to Scotty's shuttle, and he finds a little device. It's kind of fused that they fused into the console, so he has to get it out. Uh, and um, they are confronted with uh, Junior Gorn, which is weird. It it doesn't attack them. Now I knew it was happening right off the bat. It doesn't attack them straight away. Like Patel just stands. Oh, Patel's there as well. Sorry, apologies. Patel's there as well, and she just kind of confronts them. And the junior Gorn gets up in her face, but doesn't attack. And I just thought it was a bit strange. And then it, it buggers off, and they don't shoot it. And then Pike was asking questions like, "What's what's going on here? Why didn't attack you?" And she tries to brush him off. Um, and, but then she kind of confesses a little bit after, and she went, "Well, and you attacked me, and it kind of laid some eggs in me." And I knew that was going to happen. As soon as that yeah. got right in the face, just think of Alien the movie. It right. didn't attack Sokorna Weaver because it knew she was going to die anyway and it's incubating your young, so you're not going to kill the thing that's looking after your young. Uh, did you see the writing on the wall with that one there, Grace? Yeah. I, just, yeah. I thought it was a little... I started seeing it when she was going, like, you know, just back back off and she was getting ready to confront it. But then I was sure of it after it looked right at her and just decided, nah. And I'm going like, uh-oh, this is not good. You Do know, you th- she has the egg. Do you think they could save her? Because at this stage, they don't know anything about the Gorn, right? So obviously Chapel later on puts her in a stasis field and whatnot. But you don't know if you can get them out. Or maybe you have to chop off the arm quick before it spreads to the rest. Because you see it. And it doesn't It looks. Doesn't look like eggs is in the traditional sense. But they're right. in their arm. Just chop off the arm, quick. Well, the, other, the only other thing I can think of is since they're, they're encountering the Gorn, they might find something that they can use to you know, save her. Or I was thinking also that they could put her into the transporter buffer nice until trick. they come until they come up with a uh, a way to remove uh, the eggs inside the right. pattern buffer. Right. I mean that that would make more sense to me, and then and then you could have a whole new storyline in a way where Pike is feeling terrible that she's in the buffer, but there's nothing they can do, and he keeps on wanting her to be good one day, and one day she will. Um, you know, or something, or chop off her arm, or chop off her arm, and just give her a, like a synthetic <laughs> one or something. You know, whatever. I um, make this quick, hon. Come over here. I got a, I got a phaser. <laughs> How you feel now? <laughs> My bloody arm's on the floor. What do you think I'm gonna feel like? <laughs> uh, but we don't know. Generally, like I would like to think they can save her, but um, she didn't want to confess. She was going to stay there, literally on the planet, and lure them all away. Uh, right. But 
Pike's like, no, no, you're coming back with me. Let me at least attempt to save you. And I'm glad she didn't fight that too much because I don't. Like, we'll take all the precautions. He says it's fine. Like let's yeah. let's let's not give up so easily. And I'm glad that they didn't. Um, but back on the Kyoga Hall, uh, Spock and uh, Chapel finally meet up with one another. But there's a there's there's a adult Gordon there now. From the shot we saw in the season trailer. Uh, Gray, it looked like Spock was on the outside of the hull with the Gorn mm. behind them. But I think that was just positioned, so they're on the bridge of the Kyogre at this stage, and the camera must have been facing Spock, who has the backdrop of the rest of the hull behind him. That's what it looked like. Mm. Um, and it looked like something from Alien the movie, where this thing's kind of crouching yeah. down with a big tail. And then it goes and messes up Spock. Now, Spock's supposed to be a good bit stronger than a human being, but the Gorn's just messing him up, man. Just absolutely smashing yeah. him up. He has no chance. And you're in zero G. You can't get the same power into shots and stuff that you normally would. So this is why when it gets to uh, the the episode where uh, Kirk is facing uh, a Gorn, he gets does get smashed about about himself. Of course he does. But he lays the smackdown on that Gorn. And I'm just like... I believe what no. I'm seeing with Spock and 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 that Gorn than I am in the TOS episode. And you oh, could remember say... in, the, in the TOS episode, the Gorn didn't even have a tail. True, maybe it's a false. It was just it was just a human with a with a with a with a with a Halloween head over him. <laughs> maybe it's evolved in the last five years, but who who knows? I don't know. But what I see but... on the, the Kyoga Hall uh, the bridge was more realistic, is what I'm saying. Sure. I mean, these are reptile sure. creatures that are really strong. Um, that thing was using its tail a lot. It was it to, to it, strangle him. Yeah, they knocked a phaser out of his hand with his tail. It bat him around with his tail. I think it does know, a lot because just... it's a reptile. It's a bit like almost not quite a T-Rex, but its its limbs are not as effective. These front limbs are not as effective as its hind limbs, which it needs to stand up, so it's got its tail as a weapon. Sure. So you're right. And it's yeah, all definitely. armor. It's all armor. They've got the suit on and the armor, so... Yeah, you know, and uh, that was saving the Spock was saving uh, the the Gorn Apple. from smashing up Chapel, uh, but then it literally something from Alien it, it uses its tail to go around Spock's neck, and then it's the it gets it gets its claw and then just sticks it on his helmet, and it, it was slowly crushing it. And yeah. I'm thinking, Jesus, Spock's might be in trouble here a little bit, uh, but. Chapel does, of course, save the day. She gets the phaser that was knocked out of his hand. Now, this doesn't really kill the Gorn as such, but it's enough to piss him off, uh, off yeah. and, and at least hurt him. So, zap, Chapel zaps him, a nice shot, and that gives Spock enough time to grab a bit of debris, a bit of metal, and then smash it into the helmet of the Gorn, who literally slowly suffocates. And right. as Gray mentions at the end here, because I don't know if he'll say it, I'm thinking exact same great, uh, exact same thing here. Great, I'm thinking die, bitch. Pretty oh, yeah. much, I it thought that. I said that at the exact same time. <laughs> as soon as soon as he grabbed that piece of metal, you knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. He just smashes right through his right through his uh, helmet, and then just uh, rightfully so pulled that pulled it out so that the air would escape. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just and he's sitting there going, ah, 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 I'm going, and that's what I'm thinking. Die, bitch, die. <laughs> <laughs> he's like. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> And then you see him stop moving, and he floats outside into space. It was great. He's, he's dead, Jim. He's dead. Uh, yeah, yeah. One, one nil for the for the good guys. Um, so yeah, they they literally the rockets do activate, and they do get out uh, in time. Literally, you see them kind of floating up from the the hull of the Kyoga, uh, and then great mentions here. Great shot of the Kyoga hull come. It was like something in a movie actually. It comes. F- storming down yeah. uh, and it literally takes out the, the, the device blocking transporters and, and comms and then Chapel and, and uh, Spock are beamed up to safety um, that was that whole scene with the Gorn and the crashing of the Kyoga Hole that was brilliant, absolutely loved that yeah. um, but of course we don't know, let's say we're, we're, uh, we still don't know if um, Chapel is the only one there at the time to maybe help save Patel. Benga's still on the planet, uh, but he puts her in a she puts her in a stasis field at the moment until they know what they're going to do because there's so much yeah. of the crew still on the planet, and that's the weird thing. Now, another funny bit with Scotty coming up, um, he's now in the Enterprise, 
which was a nice nice feeling to see the man uh, on the place that he belongs on. Uh, and he meet he meets Pelia, and Pelia is just like Scotty. Like you, re- I was like, how many people does she recognize, man? It's <laughs> she's a- thousands of year old, so I guess uh, you know. Uh, and what's good the memory? What's the line she uses, Grave? Which I had a proper chuckle about right after. Uh, well, she was going like, "What are you doing here?" First, like, what, "What's going on?" But then he said, "He said, I said, you know him." They're going like, "You know him?" He says, "Yeah, he was one of my greatest students." He says, "But he had the he had the worst grades." <laughs> Which I assume it, it, the way they ta- the way they said it was was kind of like all right he was so innovative that he was doing all kinds of crazy things that his instructors didn't want him to do, and so Something you know right. it's, which which happens a lot sometimes in real life. Real geniuses are often are often looked at as being very bizarre, or stupid, and yeah. then all of a sudden you realize they're not. Very yeah. true, great, very true. That was yeah. a nice little scene because she is she is old, yeah. doesn't she? she? She's going to have a lot of students and people that know. Being a professor and back in the day as well, so that was amusing. Um, the rest of the London party has uh, went down originally, not not the Cayugas uh, folks. Uh, has been beamed up to. Sorry, no apologies. The London party is in the Cayugas London party has been fortunately beamed up to the Gordon ship because the the Enterprise does try to get them back but it's too late as soon as that device came down the Gorb were really smart I mean I'm not say this they're intelligent species they used their brains they went okay we can't hold them down nearly like we want to so we're going to take them onto our ship and you don't stand a chance against us which as we saw from the Kyogre they don't grey so right. I, I didn't see that coming you didn't see that coming uh, either did you nope I mean when I saw them beam up I just assumed that you know we'll get the rest the Enterprise had beamed them up but then yeah. when you saw, uh, uh, I don't know if it was Spock or you, they were sitting there going like, well, there's no life signs there to beam up. And I'm going like, what? And then you sit again, they're both doing like, what? They were just there. What do you mean you can't beam them up? And I'm going like, uh, didn't you beam them up? And then the next word was the Gorn did. And I just go like, oh, shit. Those people are, <laughs> those people are lunch and dinner. <laughs> yeah, lunch and dinner and egg sacks and whatever you, whatever, yeah. whatever you want. Um and now we have the Gorn attacking Enterprise. That's the small hunter ships, but they're right. still packing a bit of a punch. There's several of them firing at the Enterprise. Um, a communique comes through from Starfleet, leave immediately, leave immediately from the vicinity, and then you just see Pike standing by the view screen in a possible situation. He looks like when someone, when some, when his crew's life's on the line, that's his one of his few failures as a human being and a captain, not as a human being as a captain, he doesn't know what to do. He wants to save them, but he knows he has to get out. And he doesn't, I thought the last thing would be warp us away and we'll come up with a plan, right? To be continued. But he yeah, doesn't. I was thinking that too. He doesn't. He's just standing there and then Ortega's like, or no, no, Una's like, orders Una's captain. Like orders captain, yeah. He's, he looks, he doesn't, he's confused. He doesn't know what to do. So I think hopefully Una pulls rank mm-hmm. is what I'm hoping she does and just orders something. I, I, I'm not, I'm thinking a little bit differently. Like, yes, it looks like he was not knowing what to do, but I also think at the same time he was running a lot of shit through his mind to try to figure out what to do because yeah. he really didn't want to have to leave them there. So right at that moment, they just, of course, to be continued, and there's your cliffhanger. So yeah. it will be interesting, and, and it, was, it was a lot of good writing. And when we do finally see the season three opener, better, the writing better continue. Exactly what it left off. I want to see a smart way. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the only thing I I mean, the only I can think of is he's going to have a hard decision to make, and or the only other thing I can think of is is the Starfleet cavalry arrives or something like that. But I don't think so because they already said they told him to leave. No, no, the Starfleet cavalry never arrives because they're only ever the one bloody starship in that sector. Right, and yeah, and they're always at Starbase One. So. What are these starships doing? They're all hanging about Starbase One. Actually, do some exploring. I think it's funny because you 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 hear other starbases, but rare. They always go to Starbase One. What do you think? Starbase One. Starbase One. Starbase One. But but it's miles out of the way, Captain, or light years out of the way. Ah, this it's my favorite. It's my favorite Starbase. We're going back there. Yeah, man, we're going there. Come on. (laughs) Great. What did you give this episode score wise and why? I went nine out of ten, and I gate. I was. I was. Kind of going for the eight out of ten, but then when I saw Scotty, I I had to bump it up a number, so it, it went to nine. But overall, I thought it was really well written. 
Um, I love the action. I love the tense moments. I thought it was acted very well. I mean, the whole thing was pretty well put together. Yeah, you know, yeah. there was a, the little things here and there, but not enough to to you know really hurt the episode. So uh, yeah, so I thought it was really good. So I was glad at least we'll probably have to go back and look at the ten again. But I think the majority of the ten were either uh, good or great. But there was a couple stinkers in there. You know, more than like two stinkers right off the bat. That which yeah. is too many out of ten. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna have one stinker out of ten, okay. But two, that's a bad average. What was the other one? The music episode. Uh, the one where uh, uh, where Leon and uh, Kirk went back, to, oh, back in time. Oh, yeah, that's so much potential to be better. But it that was, whole thing was yeah. just, yeah, it was just it, too it, hard it, to believe. It was like a soap opera a little bit. It just didn't yeah. seem like an episode of Star Trek. It just didn't feel it. As soon as they'd been yeah. to the, the past or the transport, I was like, does it feel it's Star just, Trek? There were just so many. I mean, if you, if you guys want to go, your fans out there, go back and look at our review. And we were poking holes in that thing left and right because there was just some stuff that just, it just wasn't making sense. Yeah, two and two was not equaling four in the episode. Far from it. Um, yeah. I I gave this close, so always usual a, a close score. I originally mm. was eight out of ten, but it's eight and a half out of ten, and it was similar to great. I bumped up half a score because of Scotty. Um, yes, maybe tempted to bump it up a whole point because of Scotty, but uh, he's getting half a point. Um, and yeah, it was. It, I would take Scotty out of it. It was a good episode on its own. It stood on its yeah. own very well. And that's what you want. You you shouldn't have to be relying on any one thing or character or person to improve an episode. But he did. And I hope they don't overuse him like they're doing with Kirk at the moment, is all I'm no, saying. No, please. That's for sure. He's, he's not although, supposed to be although, there Although, um, I did read an article. I think I sent the article to you. And in the article, they said, you're definitely going to see more of Scotty in season three. They already said. I mean, he could be on Enterprise so, working under Pelia, couldn't he? As, as like... The, the, the second Prentice. in charge is yeah so he's working well there I, I don't know how true this is but the article well, inferred that Pelia is a temporary she's not going to stay there for forever that is true um, actually, yeah, she's going right. to get back to teaching and whatever else she does so yeah I think that I think theory that you just came up with may make sense so they could have Pelia but Kirk I mean Kirk uh, Scotty could be her, her shadowing her yeah you know, to learn more or whatever about right. the Enterprise, and then which gives you the reason why he would end up on the Enterprise after. Makes sense. So, Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right. Okay, guys. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you very much. Um, we might take like a week off or something. We'll, I don't know. We'll see. We'll make back for a, a special next week. Uh, but please always put comments below what you like and don't like because we're looking for ideas as well. I'm not the great idea person. If there's things in Star Trek you want us to talk about, we can do. Just let us know. Um, yep. But until then, uh, until next next episode or next special, thank you for tuning in and do your thing, Mr. Gray. Long and prosper, everybody. Oh, boy. Bye.